Brock Holt, Brock Star, making a little cameo on Brew Crew territory, and we're about to hear from Corbin Burns. But Big Woo is likely going to be moving on, Brock. I mean, there is still a chance that he signs with the Brewers, but they did not tender him a contract, which means he doesn't go to arbitration. The number probably would have been in the $11 million range. The Brewers are not going to pay that kind of money for almost anyone. and They're especially not going to pay it to a guy that they're not sure about for this upcoming season. Big Wu looks like a classic two-year contract candidate so that even if he comes back towards the end of the 2024 season, you get a full 2025, and then he can reestablish his value on the market and also potentially be a huge bargain for a team like we've mentioned, the Dodgers, who like to pick up guys like this who are coming off surgeries or injuries and then end up getting a lot of surplus value out of them because their value is not as high as a big woo who's had like a career 3-1-0 ERA with Milwaukee. Yeah, I actually talked to Brandon maybe three days before the non-tender, and he goes, your boy might be a, a free agent here in, here in a few days. And I'm like, no chance. And he told me, he's like, they might non-tender me because they don't want to pay me when, when I'm not pitching. And I was like, no, they can't do that. Sure enough, big woo knew. Um, but yeah, I hate it for the Brewers. You know, I hate it. Hey, hate, hate it for the Brewers. I, I love big woo. He's one of my favorite teammates that I've had and I wasn't there for very long. Um, but I love it for someone like say the Boston Red Sox, uh, another James Paxton, if you will, um, get that two year deal, get him back to health and, and, you know, the Red Sox need pitching. So, um, got my fingers crossed for that one, but, um, but yeah, huge big woo fan. Whoever gets him is is getting a good one. So, um, and and he's gonna do whatever he can to get back and, and and get back on the mound as soon as he can. Yeah, it's another really good name in terms of a team that's taken chances on players like that, and the return could be huge. So let's hear what Corbin Burns has to say about Big Woo and about himself because Craig Council's gone, and we'll get Corbin's reaction there. The only thing to keep in mind is the combo we had here with Corbin occurred right before Big Woo was non-tendered by the Milwaukee Brewers, as in, you know, sent to free agency. We knew it was coming, so we kind of anticipated it within the question, but just keep that in mind. And let's hear from Corbin Burns, star of the Milwaukee Brewers. Your thoughts on what he's going through right now and how, you know, the next couple of years could look very different from him depending on where he ends up. And we might find that out pretty soon. Yeah, when, when he initially went down, um, you know, early in the year, um, with with what it, with uh, the shoulder strain over it was, um, you know, I felt bad for him just because he was wanting so hard to get back out there. Um, he was throwing the ball well. Um, it was a time that you know we, we could really use him um, before we had you know Wade got beat up a little bit. Some guys got beat up, but um, then when it happened again at the end of the year, I just felt bad for him. It was just like one of those things that you never want to have go through you have you know, have a teammate go through. Um, so, you know, I, I felt bad for him. Um, I talked to him a couple weeks ago, um, and he was, he was already, you know, on the men rehabbing, getting after it. Um, you know, I think he wants, you know, more than anyone to get back on that mound and, and show what he is and show what he can do. And, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Okay. So we did find out that Craig council has moved on to the Chicago <laughs> Cubs and haven't spoken to you since that. So let's just start with. Your initial reaction and play-by-play during that time period of, of what happened, because we know he made the phone calls and wanted to be the one to deliver news to everybody. Yes, I was shocked. Actually, it was my my wife that came out and told me. I was out in the gym working out. Um, our strength coach was, was over at the house. He comes over a couple days a week and works out with me. And 
Um, we were obviously we were waiting for the decision like everyone else was, whether it was going to be us or the Mets. Um, and, and my wife came out and goes, hey, did you see her counsel just signed? I was like, did you sign with the Mets? And she goes, no. And um, she was like, you're going to the Cubs. I was like, no shot. Like, you're just screwing with me, um, which was kind of, I think, the reaction with, with everyone. And uh, so that's when I got the phone and started looking at the messages. And maybe two minutes after that, um, after I saw the news, is when he called me and um, just kind of told me everything went on and, and thanked me for the last couple of years and um, giving him the opportunity because of what we did on the field. Um, gave him that opportunity to, to take that job. So, um, you know, kind of cool that you, you you allowed him to be in that situation, but also um, kind of weird to, to, to hear that he was going to the Cubs. But, um, you know, good for him. I'm, I'm happy for him. He's, you know, setting setting records, setting precedences for a uh, for a manager. So um, you can't be can't be angry at them for that. But, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a, a weird couple hours that, uh, that we went through there. What's it going to look like? You look over there in their in their dugout to see who the next pinch hitter is, and you see counts over there going. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna give? Are you flipping the bird, like for like a little <laughs> bit, like like just one time, like like scratch just scratch your scratch your head with your middle finger? Nah, nah. I mean, I mean my goal is always to go out and my goal is always to go out and, and win baseball games and shove it up in the team's ass. That's that's what I'm. <laughs> my plan every time I go out there. So um, it doesn't change that he's over there. Um, you know, maybe, maybe for some of our front office guys and, and others that were involved in that process. But um, yeah, I think for us as players, we've got, we have a job we got to do. Um, it doesn't matter who we're playing, who's managing. Um, you still got to go out and you still got to play baseball that day. And um, yeah, I mean, it might be a little weird seeing him in the, seeing him in a different dugout, but um, gosh, I mean, Murph knows the guy more than anyone. So, um, he's kind of, kind of going to be in, in council's head a little bit as far as, you know, game planning, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, cause Murph and council have worked so closely the last seven or eight years that, um, I think those two are going to kind of know how, how each other are thinking through different situations. Hey, before we get to Murph, my question is, do you think that counts is being treated fairly by some people in Milwaukee that are pissed that he left? Like as if he kind of abandon the team or something like that or and not maybe understanding how business works mm -hmm. i was surprised because i saw actually plenty of brewers fans on social being like damn it's a manager it doesn't cost that much if we really wanted him we should have kept him and we had him forever right like he hit free agency he's trying to kind of change things because let's be real also there were managers like 20 years ago making more money than anyone else um has made in in the manager world for a while and they were trying to bring those down so I respect him for doing that and, and kind of representing his peers. Yes, it, it was not the cleanest way to do it based on how it went with David Ross. But your thoughts on on, you know, how he's being perceived because he did a lot for the city. Yeah, I mean, there's two ways to look at it. You're either going to be on the side of accounts. You know, you, you, you betrayed the city for, you know, you've been there for so long. You played there for so long. You grew up there. You live there. Um, so you're going to take that side of it or you're going to take the side of, hey, you got an opportunity that is going to be life changing. Um, you know, if you look at it in a, in a business in a real world perspective, like, are you going to take the, take the job that's going to pay you a little bit less, um, just cause it's more convenient or do you want to, you know, take the chance and go somewhere that, um, you get paid a lot more money. Um, it's still not a terrible situation. You're an hour from home. So it's not like he's moving across the country. Um, and you also get to kind of, you know, push the, push the envelope as far as what managers have been paid, what coaches have been paid, um, and kind of 
get that going in the right direction. So there's really two ways to look at it. Um, obviously, you're going to get both from, from from Milwaukee fans, but you know, understandably so. Um, but it's 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 change. I don't think a lot of people like change. But um, I think with Murph, Murph stepping in, it's it's probably the next best thing as far as the transition um, clubhouse wise, staff wise. It's probably the easiest transition. And that and that's what I was going to bring up about Murph. Been there for eight years now with Council. What do you see? What do you think are his best attributes? What do you think he's going to bring to the table here from Milwaukee? And you know, I've talked to him a couple of times before games. Just seems like an upstanding guy, funny guy, jokester too as well. Yeah, he's going to keep it light in the clubhouse. Um, that's what Murph has done really well. Um, for us, he's kind of the kind of the sounding board for not only um, the players last couple of years, but counts as well. You know, to bounce ideas off. Um, you know, he connects with all of us. He's been around the game for so long. Um, he, you know, he managed the minor leagues. He managed college baseball forever. Um, so he, he's not afraid to, to kind of get in your face and say, "Hey, you know, you're you're not very good. You suck. You need to pick it up." Um, but then he's also there to you know to pick you up. You have a tough out, and like, hey, these guys just got lucky. Just you know, keep your head down and keep going. So. He's definitely a you know good good guy to relate to us, um, but yeah, he's definitely going to keep it light in the clubhouse. Um, you know, very even kill guy. Things are going good. Things are going bad. You're never going to know it. Um, he's not going to panic. He's 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 just going to be the right guy. I think for for the situation that we're in, and um, with a lot of guys returning, I think it's just kind of the easiest transition of not having a ton of turnover at the top. Um, obviously, him being him leading the charge now, and Ricky coming in to be underneath him. Um, will be a little bit of a change, but those guys, you know, Ricky's been around the the Brewers for the last couple of years that it's really not that big of a difference. Who was over at the house? Was my little brother over at the house? Was Meredith over there watching you? <laughs> yep, yep. yep. Wow. Meredith, Meredith comes over. He he kind of does like half the lift. He kind of picks what he wants to do and then just kind he of doesn't do anything. But, I mean, the guy's a he's a mannequin basically. He's he's, he's, six, seven, he's just, perfectly. He's perfectly built. We look exactly the same. We're we're <laughs> twins. Sometime sometime we'll get the video. He actually dressed up as me in a catching room during spring training in 2019, and nobody knew it was me. I couldn't tell the difference until until he threw with his right hand, and he's left-handed, and he threw. So I'll find that I'll find that video at some point, and we'll we'll get it on here. It was exciting. Uh, but talking funny. about working out, I'm looking at the Cy Young Award here, and not your Cy Young that you so egotistically hung up behind you. <laughs> nice. But so nice. Today's Cy Young award because obviously, you know, you know, good for good for Blake Snell. He won it. But to me, and I've never been in any any running for any award, but I look at what you did this season and I feel like eighth is kind of a slap in the face. Do you think it's because they they expect more from you. So when you do do some really awesome things, they're like, eh, it's not the best Corbin Burns because you and Zach Gallen are the only ones that had over 200 strikeouts this year, had over 195 innings, and yet Zach Gallen gets third place and you get eighth. Yeah. So that's, it, I think, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there with, um, you, I, I won the Cy Young with, you know, a 2.4 ERA and all these stats that now when the numbers come down at the end of the year, it kind of turns into, well, yeah, he had a good year, but look at what he won the Cy Young with. So that, you know, th that definitely would knock me down a little bit. Um, I look at my year last year, last year, or, sorry, 2022, I had a 2.9 ERA and I was seventh in Cy Young with 230 <laughs> strikeouts. Like, it's just one of those things that 
I'm going to have to have another unbelievable type of year like I did in 21 to even be in consideration again. But, um, you know, that's I think that's just kind of, you know, tip your hat to those guys that have good years this year and, and last year. But, um, yeah, definitely. I think I, I will always be compared to that year. And that's something that I actually have talked to uh, to Yelly about and also counts when, when it happens. Like Yelly went out and had a great year again this year. I mean, he didn't get any MVP votes, but probably should have got at least a couple. Um, but he gets compared to his 18 and 19 years. And um, that's just kind of what you got to deal with of, of having a really good year. And um, you know, for the rest of our careers, that's the, those are the years that we're going to get compared to. Corbin, I mean, do you think that with Counts leaving and Woody's injury and, and potentially maybe not being with the team, do you, do you think the team might go in a different direction in your mind? And I'm assuming that you're not getting spoken to in the offseason unless there's actually news. Yes, I, I don't know. Um, you know, it's been a couple off seasons now that you know the, my name has always floated out there. Um, it's it's something that I've kind of just grown accustomed to now. You try not to read into too much. Um, you hear from all the different sources that you know they're we're going to sell, we're going to you know we're keeping everyone. Um, you know, as far as my you know my perspective on it is, I I got to keep working out, keep training as if I'm going to go back to the Brewers. If I get traded, it's not like I'm I'm going to go play a different game. Um, you know, I still gonna have to go out and pitch and, and do what I do. So for me, I, you know, preparation wise, I'm, I'm doing the same stuff. Um, you know, I, I always have, I'm not, you know, preparing this for this team, this for this team. It's just, um, go out and prepare. And, um, if something happens where I'm traded, then, then so be it. And I'll go out and, and do what I can. But, um, yeah, I mean, everything, everything that, you know, I've had talked to at the end of the year, um, everything I'm hearing, um, you know, I think it's more just the Brewers doing their due diligence and saying, hey, if we get an offer, great. Um, but, you know, my perspective and, and where I'm at is, is I'm getting ready to, to, to be ready to go opening day for the Milwaukee Brewers. You kind of have an idea of who's out there in free agency. If you take if you take Shohei out, because he's kind of a unicorn, and not kind of, he is, <laughs> do you feel like you are the best arm available if the Brewers make you available? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It depends on if you're a, a GM, what you're looking at. Obviously, you can go out and spend some money and, and lock lock up some guys to long term deals that um, could be a huge part of your future. And you know, me, I'm I'm, I'm a one year rental. Um, you know, it's it's tough to really value that. I think you see each year guys get traded in the kind of the same situation I'm in, um, and it's always valued different. Um, your relievers are valued even differently. You could look at us trading Hater. You know, in the trade deadline a couple of years ago. So um, it's one of those things that you just, it kind of depends on how you're valued by each team and how each team looks at, um, you know, long-term deals versus short-term deals. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to say I'm up there as far as um, putting my name in the running for, for one year, the best arm out there. Yeah. I, I, would, I would like to put my, myself at the top of that list. Talk, talking about trades and stuff. It's, I've been a part of it um, too many times and it's like, some the first time I ever got traded, I kind of took it personal because I've I've <laughs> been there with the Reds. I talked to them about you know making me a long term deal. They said they would. Two weeks later, I got traded. All that kind of stuff. So I I just want to get your perspective. Maybe if you do end up getting traded, you know to understand like is that personal to you? Is it, is it something that you know you might be pissed off about? I'm, I'm sure you'll be upset. Don't get me wrong, but it's something like that you're gonna you know linger with a little bit. I think if you had asked me that question a couple of years ago, I probably would have said, yeah, um, you know, a little bit upsetting, um, you know, thought I was going to be in a Brewers uniform long-term, you know, kind of all those emotions you go with. 
Um, now knowing kind of where I'm at in the process and having had some of those conversations with um, you know, agents and, you know, front office with the brewers, just knowing that, hey, we would love to have you long term. It's kind of one of those things that I've, I've priced myself out of out of Milwaukee. Um, you know, they've, that's kind of what they basically told me is like, look, we love to, but we're not going to, um, you know, kind of offer you some long term deal that's really just kind of disrespectful kind of thing. So for me, that's, you know, it's I, I, I like to hear that. And obviously you, you like to hear that a team's not going to, you know, put out a disrespectful number and, and kind of tarnish what you've done for them for the last five or six years. So um, yeah, I respect them for that. But um yeah, it'll be definitely be weird going if you get traded, going to a different team um, versus a you know organization that I've been with for for seven or eight years. But it will it will definitely uh, definitely be weird, but not 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 heartbreaking as it would have been maybe two or three years ago. Have you had any Have you had any contract extension talks with them, with the Brewers? No, no, that was never never something that we got to. Um, you know, I think that obviously coming off the shortened season in 2020 where I had my first good year going in this after the signing in 21. Um, I think for them, it was kind of, Hey, wait and see if, if this was kind of a one-off year or if they thought this was going to be something that we could, you know, possibly explore long-term. And then, um, you know, I've just had you know, year after year that have been good that I think it just got to the point that like, Hey, you know, we, they, they just know their situation where they're at and their market size. And um, instead of, you know, making a player angry for, for sending a bad, um, you know, a really small or short term or um, low number for an extension. It's just like, Hey, we, we just be upfront and say, Hey, we, we, you know, we respect what you've done and we're not going to, going to come at you with something that we don't feel is, is what you're, you know, worth as far as the market goes. So um, never really talks there. Um, if I think a couple of years ago, I was probably um, open to, you know, going, going and getting something done. But I think at this point, we just kind of both know both sides know that, Hey, we're, we're a year, a year away from free agency. Uh, we want to see what the market can bring. Um, but um, yeah, it's, we'll just, we'll, we'll see what happens. That's awesome. That's a great, cause I never, I never thought about the fact that if it could like, it could hurt your feelings if they bring a low offer. So not necessarily never giving you an offer, but I never thought about that. Now, beginning of this season, when you first came on here, we talked about the arbitration process. Do you feel like you're going into the next arbitration process with, I'll give you two choices, still hurt feelings where you're kind of like, all right, I got to go through this again. Or are you coming in there strutting like a peacock? Like, look, I did it again. I balled out. Let's sit down. I enjoyed talking to you and let's get this thing over with. Yeah, I think I think it's going in with my head held high. Um, you know, we've had, like you say, we've had four good years in a row now. Um, we know what the process is like. Um, you know, there was obviously stuff said on their part last year. There was a learning curve on on my part this year of of you know kind of how we can better handle it and not get to that point. But um, yeah, I mean, as as far as arbitration goes, all you've got is your numbers to back you up. So um, you know, I feel good with with what I've done again this last season and. Um, we'll see how arbitration plays out, but I, I, I would predict that this time through won't, won't be any, um, won't mirror at all what happened last year. Hey, my last question here, they talk about the pitch clock now moving from 20 seconds to 18 seconds. Your thoughts on that? Do they just want every pitcher to have to go through a cycle of, you know, making sure they're breathing, their techniques are right. I, I, I think two seconds, it should have went the other way, but what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's a mistake. Um, you know, I, I don't think what MLB is doing, um, 
they haven't looked at the repercussions of the pitch clock from last year. Um, you know, they've been telling us on our calls that the injuries are, are not related to it at all. And there's no spike in, in injuries, but, um, you know, I think if you just look at the gen- the in- injuries we've had in general, there's more Tommy John's going on, you know, than we've ever had. It's just the long, the detrimental, um, injuries I think are something that is going to be attributed to the pitch clock. Um, if you talk to starting pitchers that have been around the game for a long time, um, you know, Max Scherzer, Verlander, some of these guys that now all of a sudden are having this pitch clock um, and that you, you just wear out quicker. So it's one of those things that, yeah, if you have an extra two or three seconds on the pitch clock, you have yourself to get an extra breath. I think you're going to limit some of the, some of the major injuries. Um, obviously some of the, the, the minor stuff that pops up here and there. Yeah. There. Yeah. I don't think that's attributed to the pitch clock, but I think some of the, the long-term, year, year and a half recoveries are due to this pitch clock um, being so short. And I think shortening it even more would, would cause even more damage. So, um, you know, I understand they're trying to cut seven more minutes out of the game, but I think you just get to the point where you're like, look, is, is doing this here or there and risking a guy's career for the next five or six years um, really worth it um, if you're going to start losing some of your star names that are going to go down um, and, and lose some interest in the game. Because we saw, I think I saw some stat that, attendance and interest in the game was up nine or 10%. So it's like, are, are you really trying to gain a couple more percent by knocking off seven minutes of a game and risking, you know, some of your star players careers. So I'll push it forward. Just knowing that, you know, they're, they're not going to care. There's a reason why the competition committee is, <laughs> it only has four players and there's six on the other end. So they're never going to win on any of those topics, right? Regardless of what's right and wrong. So when we push forward, what can the game do even from like a, a younger pitcher standpoint like developing pitchers to try and adjust to this like is there a way that you know pitchers should now be preparing themselves for the future to to not get hurt because yeah the guys that have been in the game for a while we're gonna have max on i think next week and obviously he's gonna be pissed too but do you think there's anything we can do going forward yeah i mean i think it's gonna change how guys train um it's changed how i'm training this offseason um a lot more cardio involved a lot more um you know, sprint work, that kind of stuff to try and get your body to recover faster, obviously, in that basically 12, 10 to 12 second um, window. Um, everyone likes to think of it as it's 15 seconds and it's 20 seconds. And it's, it's really not because you're delivering the pitch, you're getting the ball back, you're getting back on top, top of the mound, you're losing a couple seconds there to really have time to take a breath and get your you know feet back underneath you. It's really only seven or eight seconds. So um, you know, when I when I when you look at it, you look at you know Olympic sprinters and stuff that are sprinting um, the short distances, they're not going sprint after sprint after sprint. They're getting time to, um, you know, get their breath, you know, let their muscles recover. So obviously it's a little bit different, but being, being a pitcher, it's, it's an explosive movement over and over and over again. So, um, taking time away for us, um, to get that extra breather, um, just, I, I think it's going to cause more, more problems than it is going to help to, to try to cut off another minute or two of a game. I think, I think MLB is maybe going a little bit too far with this and, um, I agree with Todd. It should be the other way. You should be adding a couple seconds um, with without guys on base because 15 seconds is is really short. But um, like you say, we, there's there's four of us in the in the competition committee that you know we have some pretty good names on there. Um, you're advocating against it, but um, yeah, when when you got six owners on there, um, you kind of outnumbered. Yeah, they have no shot. All right, last one, just a number, okay? Um, over on or just how many um, ejections this year? Some fans are asking for Pat Murphy. Give me a number, a guess. 
Oh, I've actually had this conversation with him back and forth. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with five. My my number stands at five. I'm, I'm going four and a half. So Jackson said four and a half in the wow. chat. So boom, there you go. I love it, Corbin. Good stuff, dude. Great catching up with you. Keep crushing it this off season. We'll catch you probably in a few weeks or something. Awesome. Thank you, guys. FT senior insider Ken Rosenthal addressed the Brandon Woodruff situation on his own show, Fair Territory, and he said this. Shoulder surgeries are tricky. They're not the same as Tommy John's, which generally have a more predictable rehabilitation. I'll put it that way. At this point in the game's evolution, Tommy John's surgeries, first ones, routinely go well. Tommy, of course, underwent his second procedure. So... You can predict a guy is going to come back in 12 to 18 months, whatever it is. And generally, guys who come off first Tommy Johns do pretty well. Shoulders can be much more difficult to predict, much less linear in the progressions that pitchers make in the rehabs. It's just a tougher thing. So Brandon Woodruff might not be what Tyler Glasnow was coming off his elbow surgery, Glassnow got a two-year, $30.35 million deal, I believe it was. It was over 30. Woodruff might not get that much, but he is Brandon Woodruff. And this is the start for the Brewers of an offseason that is going to be quite interesting. All right, so Brock, now it's time to fast forward for Milwaukee, okay? Brandon Woodruff likely gone, and Craig Council is definitely gone, although they'll see him very frequently with the Chicago Cubs. Pat Murphy takes over, longtime bench coach of the team, very well liked, very different personality too. I would say Craig Council will admit this, even though he's got some jokes, Pat Murphy is hilarious and knows how to loosen up a room in five seconds and also lay it down. Like he is very transparent. He'll give you the real talk. So I think many of the Brewers fans are excited about him and we get to see Ricky Weeks joining the team as an associate manager, not a bench coach. The new title of associate manager, which is popping up around baseball right now. So this is the next step for them. And Ken Rosenthal has told us that he doesn't necessarily think this team's going to tear it down after winning a division title. Yeah, that that associate manager. What's that two now? You got the you got Venables in Texas, and you got Ricky Weeks in in, in Milwaukee. So there's and Demarlo Hale. DeMarlo uh, Hill, yeah. Toronto okay. Blue Jays now is okay, an associate so there's, manager. There's three, so there's 27 left. I'm looking for one of those jobs. I'm, li- I'm looking <laughs> remote for one. one though for the you. backup manager is what I want. Remote um, associate manager from I would love Tennessee. That, from Tennessee, so I don't have to go anywhere. Uh, <laughs> I love the Pat Murphy hire. Um, he's one of my favorites. I'm, I keep saying it. I was with the Brewers for 28 seconds of my career, but Pat Murphy is one of my favorite people I've ever been around. Um, like you said, he's, he's hilarious. Um, I've got a video on my phone, um, of Pat Murphy that I watch almost every day. Um, and, and me and him kind of had a running, he, he gave me a, he gave me a ton of shit when I was there and, um, he just knows how to keep things loose. And and that's what you need. Um, especially from a guy in his position, like you want somebody that you can talk to and you can approach and he's definitely that. So I love that hire. Um, I know the guys in Milwaukee love that hire. He's been there. Um, you know, it's not going to be a, a huge change from Craig Council um, because they've worked together for so long. So uh, love that hire. Um, Ricky Weeks will come in and do a great job. Um, the Brewers should be fine, um, depending on what they do with the roster. Um, you know, you've seen rumblings of, hey, we're, we're open to, to moving anyone. But I think with the guys that they have, 
if they stay put, maybe maybe do some some little ads here and there like the Brewers normally do. I think they've got a good ch- chance to 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 be a winning team and, and to make the playoffs again under under Murph in his first year. And one more thing I wanted to point out because I didn't mention it yet was not to be overshadowed because he is a presence. Rowdy Telez was also non-tendered by this team. They basically are attempting to replace him with Jake Bowers. We'll see how that goes. Um, They're losing a big personality from the clubhouse. But for Rowdy, he's already been on with us. He's working the Pilates. He's trying to be in the best shape of his life come spring training and have a bounce back season after being basically a 30 and 100 guy the year before. So I think someone's going to scoop him up and be pretty pleased with what they just did. So look out for that. Yeah, look out for Rowdy. Rowdy's Rowdy's going to, you know, he Rowdy's Rowdy. You know, obviously he's he's a he's a hoot. People everyone loves him in the clubhouse and he's going to hit some homers for you. Um so um whoever gets him, good ad. Um that's typical Brewers move, right? Like hey, it's getting to the point where you know, we don't want to to spend X amount, so we're going to go a different different direction and, and, and see what happens. It normally works out for them. So. Well, Rowdy will be back on this show. Corbin will be back on this show and many others. So we will see you throughout the offseason on Brew Crew Territory.